And good morning once again, and it's time for Over the Garden Fence. One of my favorite shows, 66, 68 years, wow. Woohoo! Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden and Bird Center, the corner of Milliman 12th Street. A lot of activity there. Every time I pass, Andy, there's all sorts of stuff going on. I'm there telling is. you. And that's just in the outside. I imagine what's going on in the inside. That's right. That's and that right. gentleman, of course, is your host for Over the Garden Fence, the one, the only, the inimitable Andy Waddell. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Hey, I'm, uh, we're all abuzz this morning. Uh, <laughs> really? Ha ha ha. Oh, you jest. Um, Yes, yes, you are. Which is really, uh, really not. This is such a cool event. Yeah. When isn't there an event going on in Wedells? I mean, you guys are just jam packed with stuff. We do, we do. We we like so our community, cool. and we like to invite people. And maybe some of the backing is learning, education yeah. at the same time, there we and go. then then you end up um, that brown thumber goes away, and they start becoming a green thumber. They might mm-hmm. start seeing uh, results in their yard, like Jim does with some of his plants that he's told me about over the years. So you don't need any lettuce, do you? <laughs> wow! Oh, Jim's got free lettuce. Yeah, the um, the moisture and the heat now will bring things on. Jim was just talking about uh, um, uh, putting netting over his tomatoes because yes. they're <laughs> they're going to come yes, out real there soon. Are, there is, we we love the tomatoes coming up. There are other things in the neighborhood that apparently love them too. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to protect them. And birds, tomato, birds, hornworm. tomato, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. So uh, um, hey. Thanks for listening in. And this morning, I'd love you to call in if you got a question or a comment. And uh, we're, we're going to do an invite in a second, but we, uh, we'd love you to call at 382-4280, or you can text. You can text in if you're a little radio shy, and we'll read your question on the air at 80373. And uh, as soon as we get them, we read them. So. You bet. You bet. So good morning, and uh, what a blessing in disguise. Yes, we got a storm. Yes, there's some branches and some trees down. And uh, yes, I know there's some campers, including uh, some family and employees out camping this weekend. And I'm sorry, uh, we got some glorious rain. It's like the earth is saying, uh, thank you, God, uh, you provided everything. Looks very lush this morning outside as gathering my notes. This morning, I'd like to actually invite you. And yes, there is always something going on at Waddell's. But today is our pollinator party or our pollinator event at Waddell's Garden Center. Today from 10 to 3, come learn how to create those gardens, those planting areas, those planting plants that might draw our pollinator friends to your yard. Come do some pollinator-inspired crafts. Come talk to the pollinator experts with the Kalamazoo Bee Club that's there there today. So they are also there today from 10 to 3. Waddell's own pollinator booth with our Think Team is out there, of course, 12 months a year. But we have, um, we actually have a Lucy and Linus booth <laughs> or really? Charlie Brown. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, on one side uh, would be uh, some of us, Charlie Browns, coming up and uh, wondering why they're green thumb or they are not seeing uh, some of the activity that they want in their yard. Maybe today is some of that learning and that education how to bring do i need to bring a nickel you know (laughs) penny for your thoughts that's right that's right so uh and then uh you could even maybe come to our quarry 
because the quarry gym, you actually have to plan your garden from the bottom up. You okay. can't. So maybe that is building a garden wall, a garden beds, or something with uh, some of our natural stone that's in our quarry. And our, our quarry will be serving uh, refreshments from 11 to 2 today. So come out and visit some of our, our rock nuts. So uh, uh, we love stones So at Waddell's. So, and maybe you need to come grab some color at the same time. Some of our focus today is to educate and learn how to create and in an inviting environment for our bees, our hummingbirds, and our butterflies to come and stay. How about getting some insect um, homes to offer a safe place for pollinators to rest and keep more pollinators around your garden, including mason bee houses and butterfly houses? I uh, did just a little research, and that mason bee house, you want to uh, mount six to seven feet off the ground, optimal hanging area, preferably like under an eaves, like under a garage or garden shed or a shelter area like a barn. Not trying to draw, actually mason bees are very helpful. Or a butterfly house. Butterfly houses, <clears throat> again on the research, try to pray, uh, create... Um, your garden around it, but put it in a sunny area, sheltered but protected from the winds, four to six feet off the ground and maybe right over some of your pollinators. Maybe getting a new hummingbird feeder or feeders or even creating a station. Friends of mine that uh, listen in uh, don't just have one feeder, but they have multiple feeders uh, many times of the year. Um, I'm going to stop right there, Jim, because... Um, we go fishing up in Wawa, and I haven't been there in a couple of years. But the lodge didn't have one hummingbird feeder. They went all around really? the um, porch. And <laughs> there was dozens of hummingbirds coming and going, and it was really neat to see them um, as they were uh, working, um, coming in. And yeah. that would be third week in june right yeah, in there when they 15th. first when they first come up i i learned this on bird watch yeah. which yeah. was interesting when they first come up and they they're not breeding for for what it's worth they share very nicely after that though they mm -hmm. get a little territorial but if you've seen that video on youtube where there's hundreds of them yeah um yeah it's it's a it's an amazing thing and so if you got them all the way around the house yep. you just sit out there and wow yeah yeah there's videos where <clears throat> you so can actually fun. feed some of them out of your hands. Actually, I've yes. seen of them. I've seen hummingbirds be again in uh, videos very aggressive, even to like Baltimore Orioles. So yeah. um, I know that creating a station, yes, they will come. Some of that hummingbird uh, issues too is yes, sugar and water can be used, but that's like feeding me Snickers all my life. Feed with hummingbird <laughs> Yes, I could probably eat a Snickers, yes, every day in my life. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, I have a sweet tooth, Jim. But hummingbird nectar, it's got vitamins. And then I know it's got calcium and other natural nutrients as well as its colors. Its colors are made from flowers, not dyes. Red flowers from perennials um, made this color. Maybe start your new garden now with your little spot, your garden wall, your little nook, maybe a little spot where you every morning for that cup of coffee. Some of our pollinator favorites 
for our friends, including the perennials, the trees, and the shrubs. And our perennial lineup, obviously, number one, is butterfly weed. And you could not ask for a prettier flower. If you're driving along US 131 right now, uh, Jim, there has been a lot of brown lately with our drought. But lo and behold, you guys look at all the bone dry areas. There is a bright orange flower coming up. It's not roadside daylilies. They come in little clumps. And that's your butterfly weed coming up right, right, right now. Coneflower, you couldn't ask for a stronger plant. Many varieties have come uh, off the original coneflower or echinacea from dwarfs, pinks, reds, yellows, and whites. Many new varieties, sombrero series, kismet series. Those are all great new varieties stocked at Waddell's. Milkweed, hibiscus, lavender. Um, I got to go back milkweed. That's one strong plant, everybody. So make sure you put it in the right spot because uh, I have it throughout the yard and we try to make sure that <clears throat> we um, invite our friends in. It will also break up five inch asphalt and shove rocks out of the way. So, um, <laughs> and we've tried to maintain that spot and uh, it, it doesn't want to go away. So we talked about lavender, yarrow, one of my favorite in the early spring, remember the early spring, they're working hard too, is foxglove. Summertime liatris, summertime stonecrop sedum, oregano, monarda. Those are just to name a few. Waddell's has over 40 varieties of <clears throat> pollinator-friendly plants. Um, in our shrub lineup, I'm just looking at some of our uh, uh, proven winter shrubs. And uh, Jim, sometimes people don't necessarily think just in the uh, in the perennial lineup. Shrubs have a great um, a great add-on. First variety is uh, aronia or chokeberry. Some people tend to associate pollinators with summertime, and uh, they tend to be a buzz with summertime activity. But it's also early spring, migrating and or awakening from dormancy, they're hungry for a good meal. So we have many varieties of chokeberry that tend to be um, very, very good. Butterfly bush, bloomerang lilac, oak leaf hydrangea is just a fantastic variety of plant. They bring on a, uh, tend to have Pollinators that emit, uh, admit a sweet honey-like fragrance that carries on a warm summer breeze. Takes blooms to a glorious uh, white to a deep pink as they age. Little quickfire Rosa Sharon. Uh, I like the uh, description on the next one was um, a Rosa of Sharon. Almost satellite style dish flowers, Jim, almost telling me, come, come. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of red in Rosa Sharon flowers. So a lot of times they'll have such a draw with pinks, purples, and lavender. And then in the late fall, Hepicodium or Seven Suns flower. Yes, those those plants tend to flower in the late summer, September, October. We'll go to break here, Jim. But then I have maybe what you don't think about in pollinators is trees. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So really what you have to do is start from the basis. Sometimes you got to get your, the guts and then you work around that. And then, uh, maybe some of those, um, the, the blood and guts of that is starting your garden beds, and we can talk about some of our stone in our quarry. All right. Again, if you want to ask Andy a question about anything with your garden, not just pollinators, but if you have a question, 382-4280-877-382-4280. Here's my public service announcement. Don't wait until the end of the show, because <laughs> we do get phone calls periodically when we've got like two and a half minutes left. And, and we can't answer the question then because we can't take the phone call. So if you've got a question, get in now because you've got free and clear phone lines. And if you're a little radio phobic or you, you don't want to talk on the air, but you do have a question, uh, text us at 80373. We'll get it on for you. And we'll be right back with Over the Garden Fence on WKZO. Now is a great time to add bright bloomers to your outdoor living area from Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Woodell's has loads of beautiful blooming shrubs and an array of colors, including several varieties of spirea shrubs, potentilla shrubs, elderberry shrubs, and hydrangeas. This week, save a huge 35% on any summer blooming shrubs. Check out more than 100 varieties, all 35% off. Potentilla used to be a boring little shrub, but the new Happy Face varieties have larger flowers and bloom from spring to frost. Choose from pink, yellow, mango tango, and other potentillas that get covered with blooms and are deer resistant. Spirea shrubs have come a long way as well. The improved varieties bloom longer and come in several colors. You'll also love the new hydrangea varieties that bloom over and over throughout the summer. Woodells carries several sizes and shades of pinks and purples that are fragrant and easy to care for. All of them are 35% off now through next Wednesday at Woodells Nursery Florist and Garden Center. WKZO News Time 921. 69 cloudy degrees, a little bit of rain here and there on the west side, but don't don't let that dampen your enthusiasm for the pollinator event going on now at Waddell's. One thing I did want to ask you, um, Andy, when you go out there, obviously, and we're going to talk about the quarry in a bit, um, one of the things that I wanted to ask is if you're starting from scratch, okay, you have people, obviously, at Waddell's, if you say, okay, I want to build the garden on this side of the house, blah, 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 and they'll, they can help you design everything you need. Which they, is really nice. They could, whoop, there I am. There you are. They could walk you through A, B, and C. Yep. <clears throat> Pick the side of the house, maybe, that you can work with. I will say that uh, some people come in and say, I'd like to build a garden. And then we ask where that is, and they say the front. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> know your directions. It sometimes is nice to know shade and sun and afternoon shade or sun. Mm-hmm. So combination definitely would help. Um, there's a lot of great free advice. We can walk, talk, and maybe uh, hold your hand on some of the rights and the wrongs that can be done. Um, uh, there's a lot of plants that are put in. <clears throat> um, my son, which is our foreman, just uh, taken shots of a wedding venue that we had done a couple seasons ago. And it was called, we'll just call it mulching to death. And <laughs> Jim, we put in nice rhododendrons. They were nice, 24, 30-inch, nice, big size to start with plants. And uh, when he came two years later, they were wondering why the plants were not doing well. The plants were about down to 12 inches, and he had thought that maybe the deer had gotten them. But they had just buried them, and he pulled one out, and there was over two foot and a half of mulch 
that somebody had continually just piled and piled and no, piled onto it. The plant can't breathe. No. And some mulch is good, but... <laughs> A lot like, of mulch is not. Oh, no. No. So... Um, we can help with all that. So we were talking about uh, maybe pollinators sometimes <clears throat> are not thought of, excuse me, as far as trees. We talked about starting with the basis. Trees do in early spring, a spring, a late spring, and a summer. Sometimes plants are only thought of as perennial form for um, uh, giving off great pollination. But think of some of this lineup that we're talking about. Redbud, what a great early spring plant that starts out with early spring pollination. Witch hazel, crabapple. Um, you guys all know the next one I'm going to say is serviceberry. That's a, a gym favorite. So um, in crabapple lineup, we got royal raindrops, raspberry pillar, which are just brand new varieties that are just fuchsia pink, um, just a great raspberry color. Um, the new uh, serviceberries. We have dwarf ones that are called Regents and Autumn Brilliance that you couldn't ask for a better four seasons plant with service berry, with its fruit production, with its flower production. Think of your red maples. They are beyond uh, uh, willow. They are the second to flower out in the large trees in the spring. That is rubrum or Acer rubrum family, including red sunset, October glory, Autumn Blaze family, which is the Freeman Eye Rubrum Mix, uh, Armstrong. Those are all great varieties that are um, would be tried and true that could be right out in the full sun. Have you thought of linden? Linden actually is a tree that blooms in late spring into early summer with yellowish white, very, very fragrant flowers, and usually is covered by the honeybees um, as it comes on. Have you been over by the Arboretum? Parkway in that oh, yeah. area. That's why they named the school Linden Woods Middle School. Was because really they have forests. Uh, there's a, a pretty good sized Linden Woods over there, which is really kind of cool. Yeah, we helped um, years ago Woodbridge Hills with uh, a lot of lindens along the roadways that um, very shapely and yeah, uh, they're just, very nice. Yep, yep. And it's not you're not attracting wasps. You're just bringing in those honeybees when they're uh, when pollination time happens. Yeah, so. we love that. All right, you want to go to the phones? Sure. Let's go to the phones and talk to Jenny this morning. Jenny, welcome to Over the Garden Fence. Hey, Jenny, how are you? Good morning. I love love your show so much. Oh, thank you, Jenny. Um, Thanks for listening. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I have a, I bought a, I researched and bought a crab apple tree, and I planted it. It's been about a month and a half, I think, mm-hmm. and um, and it was a, it was a glorious green, and I loved it. And then we had it in um, probably about two months or no two months two weeks, and then all of a sudden it looked like and you know it was turning like with autumn, and. Um, and I had been watering it regularly. I don't know why I'm hearing my feedback. And I had been watering it regularly. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, and I'm concerned about it. I keep we mulched it, and um, so but, and I just as they say, I just keep watering it regularly. But for some reason, I don't know. So that's why I'm calling. You bet. So Jenny, maybe if you got your radio up, you probably want to turn that down. So okay, um, I thought I had. I've got one in here. You're okay. You're right. So, Jenny, what happens is uh, you were describing what 
at least two of the calls were at Waddell's this week. Um, you got to do a finger test method next time, Jenny. You are planning on watering. So we've got to do one of two things. The plant has gone into stress. The plant has probably grown for at least a season or two, nice and healthy. And then all of a sudden in the last six weeks, it's gone downhill. So what I like to do is take my hand where the tree has been planted and actually shove my hand down the ground. If it's been dug recently, you can still put your hand down the ground and pull it back out. Jenny, what am I finding? Mud? all over my fingers? Am I finding moisture or whoops? I'm finding bone dry. Now, if it is looking like autumn, chances are if it's turning color and it is turning not brown like it is dropping, it might be too much water. So too much water is usually a result of maybe uh, a lot of clay and I'm just describing maybe what is happening that crab apple. So um, can I ask one more question? Sandy ground, sure. clay ground. Um, what's your watering pattern? You watering two or three times a week or seven days a week or? Um, well, let's see. That's a good question. I'm trying, I water not every day, certainly. And I water, uh, it's back in the area where my garden is. So probably once a day, unless we get, I, I am watering it once a day. Um, unless we get a beautiful rain like we had yeah. tonight, I won't water it. Yeah. I won't water it. Yeah. So like, um, let's say Monday or Tuesday. Let's say we don't get any rain after today. Tomorrow it starts clearing up. Monday or Tuesday when you plan on going watering it, go do the hand test then. Go down, and if you can't shove your hand down, put a stick down. That'll tell you a lot right away. Am I, have I got a lot of water trapped? Am I in the opposite and not getting? And that's probably my two hints is lack of or too much. So our, our remedy of this is the plant is not able to support itself, Jenny. So do a little pruning on the brand-new crab apple trim the tips off and you will see new growth. The bigger leaves will drop. The new growth will come on and that'll get, you got plenty of time to push out some secondary energy or secondary leaves. Where would I, where do I do the pruning? <clears throat> right on the tips, right? You know, take two or three inches off each one of the branches just to allow some of that new growth to come on. The, the older leaves that might have a discoloring might drop and the new growth might push out. At the top of the tree. Top sides, you know, in the inner part of the tree. I'm not saying to take any shape away from the tree, just to trim some of the outside okay. edges. Yep. And then okay. check your watering pattern. I might say on a tree, once it's established, three times a week would be plenty. If you're giving a slow trickle, about 15 minutes, when you go out the hose, if you're just giving a gallon jug, chances are it is not enough. So do that test and okay. let's see what you can come up with. Okay, the other thing is, is in the mulch, do, I want it pulled away from the, from the trunk a little bit. I've got it right up to the trunk. Yep, I would say I'd pull that away. And we like not the volcano method, but the donut method. So inch or so around the trunk and four or okay. five inches around the, around the roots. So you actually I want it higher around the root structure and almost none around that trunk. 
So that would apply to my pussy willow as well. Mm-hmm. Pussy willow would probably um, not be near as affected. What it would be, it would be short-term affected. If it was just recently planted, it's probably going to adjust new growth. You could plant it. Pussy willow, believe it or not, underground, it'll probably come back, the whole thing, being a willow plant, man. But uh, what happens is if it's any plant is grown at a certain level and then you plant it at a different level, it's going to have to adjust. And if it got buried with mulch too deep, it'll probably have to adjust to that. Willow will. Um, but, again, willow, you could not overwater right now. You could water and water and water um, and be okay. Okay. I, I thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Jenny. Jenny. We yep. appreciate it very much. And you have got, a wonderful weekend. You got a little project. You got a let's, little project. Let's so. report back on that crab, Jenny. All right. Yeah, when you, you know, about two or three weeks. So give us a call mm-hmm. and let us know. And just like Jenny did, 382 4280 877 or text us at 80373. And we'll be right back on Over the Garden Fence. Have you been hearing the buzz on bees and other pollinators? There is so much we can do to help in their survival. A great place to start is to celebrate pollinators today at Waddell's. Some of today's fun includes viewing live butterflies, caterpillars, and chrysalises. Step into the screen tent and feed the butterflies. Increasing the number of pollinator-friendly gardens will help revive the health of bees, butterflies, birds, bats, and more. Waddell's carries 40 perennial varieties that are especially attractive to them, with some of their favorites on sale, like Blue Mirror and Blue Butterfly Delphinium plants for just $8.99. The Kalamazoo Bee Club will be on hand with their bee exhibit and honey and pollinator experts. Bring the kids in before 3 o'clock for a scavenger hunt. Then, for just the cost of the craft project chosen, they'll get to make a butterfly feeder, a mason bee house, or a bee waterer. Come join the fun during today's pollinator event at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. WKZO News Time is 933, 69 degrees here at 590-1069 FM. WKZO, talking with Andy Waddell this morning, uh, as usual, and over the garden fence. And don't forget, there's a pollinator event going on there at Waddell's. So, all right, I, I've been to Waddell's before, but I think I missed the quarry. So... You know what? That's a very common sentence at Waddell's Garden Center. <laughs> so um, sometimes our, it's not front and center, but it is over an acre of stone that you can come and browse. So uh, um, we can all say that um, sometimes we are plantaholics. Yes. But uh, somebody uh, called us rockaholics the other day. (laughs) We love natural stone. We have lots of options to choose from. Create that garden wall, a garden bed, maybe a set of stairs going down a hill with gardens on both sides. Um, You can uh, maybe say that a border, um, I can easily say I get sick of plastic edging. Yes. Um, plastic edging is the cheap stuff. It's what goes in quick. Yes, it looks good. But the first mower, the first weed whip, it will go downhill. And uh, we have border stone that is cut that is just three inch and a, three and a half inch by three and a half inch by different lengths called summit gray edgers. And they are beautiful for laying out for borders that you can weed whip and mow along week after week after month after year. Lots of stone comes from Michigan, including our favorite area up in the UP. Outcropping, beautiful stone, um, Canyon Gray, and um, Chaplu also comes 
from the Upper Peninsula. Beautiful quartz in green quartz and rose quartz. Specimen rocks, great for your hummingbirds and butterflies to land on. All kinds of cobble. Is it the time this year to maybe create a stream, a waterfall, a pond? Do you actually know that a pond is great for mosquitoes, not for the larvae, but to actually rid them? Because if you have fish activity, we will not have water. Oh, no. no, no. <laughs> so, and then you'll have all kinds of activity with the other animals at the same time. How about doing a dry stream, at least to get some of your cobbles so some of those uh, uh, butterflies have something to land on? How about a bubbling rock or a bubbling fountain? Hmm. A bubbling rock is a kit that recirculates water flow through a drilled hole coming through different sizes of rocks that we have purchased. And they, um, they create uh, a spot to invite butterflies by the dozens. How about maybe part of a patio being permeable? So permeable means that the water could be dropped on a patio and trickles or permeates through that mm. patio. And you can have a water feature maybe spilling out on your patio. You've seen where the um, the shoreline of uh, Lake Michigan comes up, the water comes up and go, recedes, and all the little butterflies land on the sand, yeah. and then they come back up. Well, um, we have uh, had people build little sand areas in their gardens where they take a five-gallon bucket, slice it in half so it's got a solid bottom, Fill it full of sand and bury that in the ground. Oh, wow. That's cool. Fill that full of water, uh -huh. and now your sand has a, a, a moist area so those butterflies can land all the time. Does it matter what kind of rock you use depending on what you want to do, or is that an aesthetic type thing? I depending think, on how it looks. I would think it'd be aesthetic. Okay, yeah. so so yeah. limestone slash quartz slash, yep. it just it depends. It's... In the eye of the boulder, so to speak. It is. Okay. <laughs> now, like on <clears throat> certain bird um, bird baths, mm -hmm. we do know um, depth is important. Okay. So um, shallow base, sometimes if there's a deep base, you might want uh, elevation in the water so they can land on. So that's important. Okay. Right. Um, we put a, uh, in Goebbels, we put a New York garden path patio in place. New York Garden Path is a tumbled bluestone, varieties of different sizes, anywhere from 8 by 12, 12 by 12, 12 by 16, 18 by 18, 18 by 24s. Very nice layout. And at one end, we created a water feature. And underneath the patio, Jim, the whole thing was a reservoir. Oh, wow. So as the water spilled out, the butterflies were not by the dozens, but by the hundreds, the little white ones, and they were everywhere, and that bluestone was kept wet all day long. Hmm. I'm going to even do one more if you guys can get some imagining, because <clears throat> sometimes, Jim, I can't get my imagination out of my head with gardening. That's all right, though. So a couple years back at our garden expo, um, you know, farm to fork is very important to me, getting mm -hmm. that, that natural feel when you're creating a outdoor entertainment area. So we, we um, built a live table. Really? Now we built chairs that grew. So we built them out of chicken wire and natural wood. We filled the chicken wire with moss and peat moss and then 
planted ferns and lichens and everything cool. started to grow out of that. Now the table was also built out of logs. The center had <clears throat> you got to have some entertainment, but you know, if you're you're eating Jim and I'll be darn I'm out of some herb that I need for my spaghetti. So, you know, instead of calling your you know, favorite gardener to go get some, why not have the herbs growing right on the table? Oh, yeah. So we had a herb garden growing down the middle of the table on either side so people could pick from it. Very cool. But, Jim, you know, that just wasn't enough. So we had to put some water through that. Oh. So we put a little trough, and we actually lit it. So it was lit in the evening, so the ambiance of the herbs with the water going down through the middle, spilling at one end into the patio that permeated and recirculated into that table. Wow. We got That's the, cool. We got on the front cover of the Chicago I would Land. say so. That's, man. <laughs> it was bad to the well, boat. you know. It was team effort from our expo, but it's just those ideas that you guys can have fun with yeah. about uh, playing with water. Well, you know, one of the cool things, and, and, it's, and it's a very soothing sound, you know, the, the babbling brook type thing with water or the way it sounds or whatever. So I can imagine, you know, mealtime when you're sitting at this table and you're, you're listening to the... Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. It was really neat. Cool. Um, somebody bought all the chairs. I know the table we uh, end up disassembling, but it was just a very neat concept wow. for uh, creating then in a pollinator area to the extreme. Sure. Very cool. All right. We're going to take one more quick break. You still have time if you want a quick phone call, 382-4280-877-382-4280, or text us in a question at 80373, and we'll be right back on Over the Garden Fence. To attract the most beautiful birds, you'll want to make sure you have feeders filled and a water source nearby. The experts at Waddell's have the advice and everything you need to attract hummingbirds, bluebirds, finches, and more. Did you realize hummingbirds are some of the best pollinators? Today, at Waddell's Pollinator Party, you can learn about pollinators and their role in plant reproduction. There's a butterfly tent, plus great information and craft stations for people of all ages until 3 o'clock. Waddell's has a large variety of hummingbird feeders in ceramic, plastic, and glass, all 35% off this week. Did you know that not all hummingbird foods are created equal? Using quality nectar with red dye made from flowers, nothing artificial from Woodell's will ensure that you won't harm the hummingbirds. This week, get the 32-ounce concentrate or the 64-ounce ready-to-use nectars on sale. You save $2.75 on each one. Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Milliman 12th Street. WKZO News Time is 9.41, and uh, as promised, uh, you ask for phone calls, you get phone calls. Linda, we only have a couple of minutes, but you are on with Andy here on Over the Garden Fence. Good morning. Good morning, Linda. Good how morning. are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Mr. Woodell? Good, good. How can I help today? Well, I keep forgetting to ask you, but I have this huge salvia or sage plant that's taken over my garden, <laughs> and it's all done flowering for now. Yep. Is it possible I could... Break that up and transplant it to per a different spot. Perfect timing. Yep, because <laughs> early spring perennials that have already started to, I'm not saying wither back, but they're flowered. Their energy is spent. So this is mm -hmm. perfect time. Cut it back in half and dig it up and split. Yep, okay. I, would, I would say uh, sage can be... Um, <clears throat> a very aggressive plant, I will say it <laughs> yeah, in the least. Be. So, yeah. yeah, you have perfect timing. Put it back in with a little compost, maybe a little root stimulator, and keep it keep mm -hmm. it mudded in. You should be good. Now, is there a way to get it so it's not growing so tall? <clears throat> it grows a good 
almost two feet high. It does. And I cut it, it back in the fall. Yep. Is that just the plant? It is. And so I have heard you can do that plant like mums. And so mm-hmm. sometimes you pinch back and you can control that plant a little bit more. And I'm not saying with head shears, but maybe with little hand pruners or scissors. And mm-hmm. once it starts achieving, maybe over that foot or 15 inch, nip it back. Mm-hmm. You probably nip back some of that flower, but you'll encourage a fuller plant and not such a tall, leggy plant. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks for the call, Linda. We Thank appreciate you, it. Yeah, you're welcome. All Have right. Take care. Have a great weekend. Yeah. You know, I've noticed the sage and oregano. Mm-hmm. Oof. Man, do they ever, I mean, crazy grow. Crazy. And, and you really have to keep an eye on them. I put uh, some basil in for the wife with <clears throat> some tomatoes and some veggie do. Holy smokes. They are they are bushel basket full already. And oh, yeah. Like I said, keep moisture and some heat. Uh, the combination herbs herbs really take right off. We so. got about a minute and a half, Andy. Yeah, before we have to go. But so today, come on yes. over between ten and three. We'd love to show you. We actually have tents with live butterflies oh, yes. inside them. We will have a butterfly release at three o'clock. Okay. We got pollinator inspired craft tables, and uh, <clears throat> please come join with the Kalamazoo Bee Club and with our own Waddell's Think Tank and. Um, Maybe we can walk and talk through some of those ideas from trees to shrubs to our, our favorite perennials that might help with our pollinators. There is nobody better in the area to help you with your gardening needs than Waddell. So get out there and talk to the experts. And what's nice is I can't name one employee. I can name about 30 employees that go. would love to help you. So, <laughs> All right. Want to do it again next week? I would. Thank All you, right. Jim. Thanks, thanks, everybody. Yeah, it was nice seeing you again. And thanks to Andy, of course. And thank you for listening to Over the Garden Fence. Tune in every Saturday at 9 a.m. For Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center at the corner of Milliman 12th Street. Do not forget, it's the pollinator event today. So get out there and see them and talk to them all about all things pollinators and you'll be very, very happy.